come in. Welcome back to the Scene Podcast, where you're about to listen to the fourth play in season three. This week, we're going to be thinking a little bit about our mortality and the sorts of conversations that you might have with your nearest and dearest if you thought that this was the end of the line. But before we get to that, we are looking for scripts for season four of the Scene Podcast. So if you've got a little play script like this one hanging about somewhere that you think might fare as a little tiny piece of portable theatre like this, then send it in to us, please. And who knows, maybe it'll be your play next season being listened to by literally dozens of people send them in to us via the scene podcast website but right now ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between we proudly present to you matt and ava are not dead yet by emily jane clark What do you want me to do? Sing a fucking song? Don't be stupid. Anyway, we might not be dead. Yet. Or we could be in limbo or something. As soon as the doctors fix us up, we'll wake up in the hospital. Don't we need to go towards a light or something? Uh, Can you see a light, Matt? Look for a light, will you? Eva, there's no light. This isn't a film. God. Oh, God, the kids, Matt. We can't never see them again. They can't lose us both. Help! Somebody help us! Hello? Hello? Is anyone here? We must still be alive, man. If we were dead, we'd be in heaven or something. There'd be angels in white tunics and stuff. <laughs> I love how you assume you're getting into heaven. I know I'm not perfect, man, but it's not as if I kicked puppies or anything. Nor did Hitler. You, you can't seriously be comparing me to Hitler. I'm just saying, not kicking puppies isn't necessarily the marker of a good person. Do you know Fred West adored kittens? Treat them like royalty. So I'm a serial killer now, am I? <laughs> Look, I am a good person, Matt. I find a big issue. When do I have change? I give up my seat on the bus to pregnant women. I'm vegan. Mm? Apart from the bacon sandwiches. And what about that donkey I sponsor? Mm? Five pounds a month I pay to the donkey sanctuary. And I don't even like donkeys. What's wrong with donkeys? Well, they're like evil horses, aren't they? Anyway, if anyone is going to end up in hell, it'll be you. Me? I think you're forgetting about the marathon I ran for cancer research last year. Oh no, I'm never likely to forget about that, am I? The amount you bang on about it. But you ran that for you, though, didn't you? 
You wanted the glory. You wanted people to think you were a good person when really you were just showing off about your animal. It's not like you go out of your way to be kind to anyone, Matt. That's not true. In fact, last week I was part of a campaign to get clean water to a village in Somalia. Really? Really. The post I shared got 5,000 likes. <laughs> Retweeting stuff does not count, Matt. Tell that to little Denby, who needs a water pump for his village. Do you know he has to walk three miles to the nearest water source? Maybe you should get one of my donkeys. <clears throat> anyway, it's not like you're out there doing good deeds, Mother Teresa. I help out with the food bank, actually. Eva, sticking a few cans of beans in the basket at Tesco does not count. Maybe it helps, Matt. Oh, God. I don't go to hell, aren't I? I'm going to last a day down there with rapists and murderers. The dead sex offenders will pass you around like a blow-up doll. Oh, shut up, Matt. Anyway, you'll be in hell too with all the other marathon glory wankers. And those baby blues, you'll probably be hitting this little fuck buddy. I'd rather Hitler than Ted Bundy. Oh, come on, at least Ted's got charm. <laughs> Serial killer sex appeal. Every girl's dream. Oh, come on. Conversations about nothing and just end up in stitches. I suppose we ran out of things to laugh about. Or we're too busy being annoyed at each other to laugh. Maybe. Do you know? Sometimes I'm annoyed at you before you've even walked through the front door. I hear you walking up the drive when you get home from work. You scrape your feet a little bit, do you know that? Plod, scrape, plod, scrape, eight steps. That's how many steps until you walk through the door. With each step, I feel myself getting more and more angry because I know you won't put your shoes in the shoe rack or your keys in the kiddie bowl, even though you know how much it annoys me. Then I think of all the irritating things you're probably going to do when you come in. You won't ask me about my day. You'll be looking at your phone when I ask about yours. You'll leave the washing up all night instead of doing it straight after dinner. You'll squash rubbish down in a full bin instead of just emptying it. You'll moan at the kids for being noisy even though you've been away from them all day. I've thought about all of this while you were taking those eight steps, Matt. And so I've not even seen you, but I'm already pissed off. So when I do see your face, I don't want to make it laugh. I want to punch it. Before you even said a word to me, I want to punch you in the face. Do you want to know what I think about when I'm taking those eight steps? What time's the football on? No. I'm wondering what I'm going to do wrong when I walk through that front door. Wrong according to Eva Jones, that is. Because I know as soon as I'm in the house, you're waiting for me to fuck up. It's like being around a constantly buzzing light bulb. It never burns out or sets a light. It just flickers in silent judgment at my every move. I can see it in your eyes, tiny flecks of anger and disgust whenever you look at me. Do you want to know why I look at my phone so much? It's so I don't have to look at you looking at me like I'm a piece of shit. I don't even think you realise you're doing it. I hate your eyes, Eva. You're judging angry eyes. I hate them so much. I dread waking up next to them every morning. 
and coming home to them every night. You made these eyes though, man. You. This is how eyes look when they've been taken for granted for years and years. When nobody gives a shit how they're feeling or what they want. When they're looked at but never looked into. You don't see me anymore. This is probably a conversation we should have had when we were still alive. Oh God, we can't be dead. I don't think it works like that, Eva. Anyway, you're an atheist. Well, I don't see you coming up with any better ideas. I'm sick of having been the one to sort everything out. Kids pack lunches, laundry, our bloody existence. I do the bins. Oh, what a fucking hero. What went wrong, Eva? We closed our eyes. None of us wanted to admit things had gone wrong, even though we both knew it. We just kept calm and carried on through all the bumps in the road. Like we never even talked about that woman from the office. I told you it was just a few texts. Doesn't matter. You lied and it hurt. Did it? I wouldn't know because you never talked to me. You never yelled or cried. You just added it to your massive list of things to hate about Matt and started making me tea in that crappy mug. You noticed that? Of course I did. Well, let's face it. We've been existing in a bubble of passive aggression and loneliness for so long it just... It became our normal. But it's not normal, is it? Our marriage has stopped working. We just haven't wanted to admit it. I feel dead inside though, Matt. I just always thought there'd be more time to... To sort it, you know? But look, if we survive this thing, we could start over. Retake our vows or something. Wouldn't that just be papering over the cracks, though? I don't want to be a weekend dad, either. I don't want to be a single mum. I don't want the children to come from a broken home. But maybe it's already broken. Well, they think that what we have is normal. You coming in from work and staring at the TV. Me, hiding my bitterness beneath a blanket of stuff to do. I don't want our children to end up with eyes like mine. I'm sorry. You should have done more. We both work, yet I am still deemed responsible for everything bloody else. The kids. The house. Cleaning the fucking dishwasher filter. I just hadn't realised how much I resented it. Resented you. What's the dishwasher filter? Oh, exactly my point. I should have told you how unhappy I was. But I was too afraid. Our marriage was so fragile. I knew if I opened up the can of worms, they'd choke us both. We should have tried to fix it years ago. Now there's so much water under the bridge, we're drowning in it. Is it too late? Well, like you said, our guts were all over the M6, so... God. This isn't the end. It can't be. What the hell is that? I don't know. Oh look, the man! A light! Over there! We should go to it! Oh, do you think this is it? We won't know until we try. I want a happy ending, Matt! Me too! Maybe we only get a happy ending by avoiding an unhappily ever after! I'm scared! Me too! Right, it's back to the 
airway here for a few more minutes, please. John, can you get those scans down to a respiratory for me? I'd like another line in the chest. You're awake. The children. Are they okay? They're fine. At your mum's. What day is it? Thursday. Oh my God, it can't be. It's okay. The doctor said we're going to be fine. No, I mean, it's bin day. General waste as well. Shit. Look, forget the bins. They say you'll make a full recovery. We should both be back to normal in a few weeks. Back to normal? I'm not sure I want back to normal, Matt. I know. But we're going to be okay. I can't go back. I don't want to go back to feeling dead inside. We're alive, Matt. Alive. I know. Eva, what are you doing? Get back into bed. You need to rest. It's okay. I'm fine. What are you doing on your knees? Eva, you'll injure yourself. Just hear me out. Coming so close to death like we did, Matt. Well, it's put things into perspective, I suppose. I've realised what's important and that life's too short to take for granted. So, Matt Jones... Will you divorce me? I will. I just love that. A new lease of life brought on by a near-death experience and a very beautiful, conscious uncoupling. We wish Matt and Eva all the best from everyone here at The Scene Podcast. Matt and Eva Are Not Dead Yet was written by Emily Jane Clark. It starred Grace Dunn as Eva and Erin Douglas as Matt. Sound designed by me, Sassy Clyde. It was produced by Jano Media in association with Get Over It Productions. If you have any feedback for us, if you like what we do, can think of something else that we might be able to do to kind of signal boost new writing talent like this, then that's the name of the game here. We're all about giving little pieces of audio theatre like this a digital reach so that they can live freely out in cyberspace forevermore. So, once more, all together now, send us in your scripts. Head over to the Scene Podcast website to find out how. Follow us everywhere at the scene underscore pod, and we'll see you next time. Scene.